0: And welcome, you have found yourself at the Monkey Magic Podcast, a light-hearted and affectionate look back at the classic TV series Monkey, produced by Nippon TV and adapted from the classic Chinese novel Journey to the West. This podcast will take a nostalgic look back at this morals-infused adventure and consider what lessons we could learn for the 21st century. My name is JP. Let's get into it. In this week's episode, 40 years before the pilgrim's journey to India, two lovers, Chung Ying and Yu Li, disobey the god of fertility, Ju Li, by eloping together. Love is forbidden in this country. As punishment he separates them and turns the young Yuli into an old woman, the keeper of the well of small blessings. To regain her youth and keep her man, she must make Tripitaka drink the magic water. Things get very strange indeed when Pigsy and Sandy drink the water and become pregnant. Welcome to the Monkey Magic Podcast with me your host, JP. Welcome to the Monkey Magic Podcast. Episode 23. Two Little blessings. As always, this episode will be spoiler heavy. So if you haven't watched it, I would suggest you go and do so and then come back and join us. Well, as we join the troops this week, we have a little flashback to around about 40 years before the pilgrims started their journey. And here we meet two star-crossed lovers Cheng Ying and Yu Li, they are being pursued by a fertility god called Julie, who catches them. Now, this Julie, I don't know if it's maybe jealousy or something like that, but this is wedding between the two of them is not on the cards. Julie says, love between the man and the woman is forbidden. So read into that what you will. There's probably a little agenda there too, right? chun is unhappy with this, begs the god to, to let them basically carry on with their lives. But June, Julie says, no. And actually, I have seen you trying to steal something called the Water of Generations. That's the guy, by the way, in case you're wondering. This god, Julie, doesn't like men. That's... That's already clear. But his betrothed Yuli says, oh, no, no, like, I'll, I'll do anything. Like, I want him back. So the god says, you two can't be together. We'll imprison the guy, Chung Nian, uh, But for you, Yuli, we will age you. So all of a sudden, she's aged 40 years. And her she's got a new job, right? She's going to be the, the keeper of the well of small blessings. And here's the punchline. She can get her youth and her man back if she can get Tripitaka to drink the water from this well. Wait two score years while you dispense the water sparingly. Then a priest will come named Tripitaka. In some forty years' time, so you remember when you were you know, you're younger and it was like you enter into a long term bet with someone and you think that that's never going to happen, right? Because by the time it gets into forty years, everyone's forgotten about it, right? But not in Monkey. This is fantasy. So, yep, yeah, the bet is on. But I- I shall be guardian of the sacred well. When the priest comes, he will drink. Who can defy a god that knows the future? And she's going to try and get Chibitaka to drink some of the water from this well. For the reason as yet unknown. Anyway, back to our pilgrims. They're walking along when they hear some music. And they see a whole procession of women going towards a hut. There's bells ringing, and, and then here comes the aged Yuli to greet the party, and I think it's all along, it's sort of like a a rite of age passing kind of thing, so the, the, the daughter of one of the women has reached a maturity, and they are begging this Yuli, this aged Yuli, for something called the Woman's Cup, which... Pretty much means she's just getting some water from the well, right? I think that's what it is. Monkey, Pigsy, Sandy and Co are overhearing in all this. Sandy has a little quip saying she's older than Buddha's whiskers, so there's ageism in this episode as well. And Monkey's already speculating, hang on, maybe that water's magic, because, like, here, there's no need for a well... All oh, the seems are full of water. She's cheating them all. It's special water. They believe that water is magic, I should say, huh? So, she's playing on their credulity. People do. Yes, we ought to stop it though, huh? They're wondering if Yuli e. is actually some con artist. You know, what would you be like, a snake oil salesman? In this case, it would be a water of generations oil salesman. We're not sure exactly what the water does. As she's going down to meet the women, she notices Monkey and Pigsy, and they mention they're going to India with (music) Trippitaka. Taka. To say this causes a little bit of consternation is an understatement. She is delighted. It's been 40 years waiting on this guy, but I can't. I can't screw it up. I need mean, to be kind of, you know, playing it cool. But if he could take some of that water, m- maybe maybe I can I can get my youth back and my husband. So anyway, she gives them some water. Said, nah, "Can you can you take it to Tribitaka for me? Can you can you do that?" Which is sort of making monkey a wee bit suspicious, right? It's just, mm, okay. But the the old lady says, no, no, if if Trippitaka drinks the water, there will be a great blessing bestowed on him." So the the pigsy and monkey take the water back. But monkeys, I don't know. I I don't know if it's a good idea. Like Trippitaka is thirsty. So would like some. Sandy, likewise. Monkey says, no, no, we don't do it. To which Pixie's like, come on, she was fine, she was fine. And Sandy doesn't care anyway. They're both drinking away, and it seems alright, until both of them, grabbing their stomachs, feeling, Aah! so they collapse. Monkey's glad that Trippitaka hasn't drunk it, right? That's the bottom line. Doesn't he really care about the other two, but it's, you know, he's making sound like he does. But they think, right, let's go down to the village, we'll see if we can find a doctor. But anyway, they go down there and much to their surprise the doctor has news for them. <laughs> oh, you! What are you laughing at? He's in agony! you never see a pig with indigestion before! What he drank! He's pregnant, that's all that's wrong with him. Would you believe it? Pigsy and Sandy are pregnant. <laughs> yes, Quite hard to envisage this because they are male, but this magical water has turned them into expected mothers. Dear Sandy, old fish face. Mustn't go upsetting ourselves, must we? It's not good for the little tadpoles. The doctor then explains, well, listen, there's no men in this village, so to keep the line going, what happens is, the women, once they get a certain age, they drink the water from the well, which makes them pregnant, which sort of keeps the keeps the line going. But anyway, the bottom line is they think that Julie, the god, is is really a, a wicked and jealous god, forcing them to live without men, without love. Well, that sort of presupposes you need men for love, right? But that's the that's the sort of inference. Monkey is being his usual cheeky self with Pigsy and saying, Good thinking. You're not just a pretty face. Not even a pretty face, are you? Don't make fun of me. Oh, motherhood will suit you well. To which Pigsy's replies, well, this is another fine mess you've gotten me into. Which, I think he's kind of channeling Oliver Hardy from and Hardy. I've never really seen their relationship as being like that before. I would put the monkey as Stan Laurel, which he's too clever for Stan Laurel, so I don't think that quite works. But Pigsy, much to his surprise, is he's he's sort of he's getting used to this idea of being a parent, quite the thing. And Sandy, likewise, he's saying, "Listen, if men could have children, swine could fly." So he's he's clearly thinking it's not really realistic, but you never know. He's, in effect, pre-echoing the gender ID debate of the 2020s. But Pigsy does saliently point out that, listen, hey, if it had been Trippy Taka that actually, as planned, took a swig of this water, he would be in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yuli's praying to Julie to say, right, Can you please honour this promise? Because, A, I want my husband back and quite happily go 40 years younger again. I had to stay like this for 40 years. Then I'd be beautiful and young again. If it's all good with you. They've both got huge cravings for something called Green Gages. I don't know what that is, right? I assume it's something that maybe was fashionable back when this was filmed, but I don't know what it is now. Anyway, it's just a fluke, but Monkey's been out looking for those Green Gages for both Sandy and Pigsy. But when he comes back, he's just about in time to see Trippie about to drink the water as well. He, he's raging because it was the old lady that was trying to, again, have another crack at Tripitaka. And he's going to have a whack at her, but she's like, it's no my fault. It's no my fault. As per usual, right, it's it's no my fault. I'm only doing this because this demon has promised me that so really I'm not to blame, but I'm still being complicit with the demon, right? And, like, right, she laughs, Admits that it was really Tripitaka she was wanting Oh yes, it's quite funny Look, I'm laughing Seriously though Monkey meanwhile, he's, he's realised that The god Julie is not really a god at all And oh, this whole setup is really just a Front to get Tripitaka. We then go into this Odd kind of dream sequence Where we see Pigsy carrying His piglet child Piglet keeps calling him Mummy which is nonsense, right? But the sort of uncomfortable piece with that little section is monkeys sort of suggesting they just puncture Pigsy's stomach to let the hot air out, which Tripitaka giggles at, even though uh, he's a Buddhist priest. So someone says it's, like it's make believe, but it's sort of like laughing at abortion. You know, that just didn't didn't really sit well with me. That. The narrator jumps in to say, Truly it is said that dragon feathers are as rare as sympathy for an expected father. But never has a father been expectant this way. That's probably true in ancient China, but again, in the 2020s that's not necessarily the case. And anyway, so the whole story comes back and says, Listen, it's because of Demon 40 years ago that happened, you know, and... How would you like to wait 40 years for nothing? I waited 500 years for less. She tells them if they can find something called the Fountain of Men and bring some of the water from their back, Sandy and Pixie can be restored to normal. So there is a solution to their pregnancy. Okay, fine. Julie and Monkey have a little crack, including on the clouds. Julie's got a cloud as well, so there's a little bit of a a little bit of a jet fight. You're not a god, you're a birthday cake. Never mind. Monkey'll cut you into slices. Eventually, Monkey lands, finds an invisible wall that leads to this fountain of men, and it's guarded by an old man. I wonder who that could be. Yes, sure enough, it's Chung who was imprisoned there 40 years ago. So he's old as well now. Yes, but much more. How could a mere demon enslave me for so long? I served here 40 years as a guardian. So naturally, they don't hit it off. And they're immediately in a fight. But, in fact, this Chung actually starting to bite Monkey. Like, he's a real piece of work. Back in the maternity ward, Trippitaka and Yu Lee are actually tending to expectant parents Sandy and Pigsy. So the births are coming soon. Pigsy, amazingly, is wanting to name his baby after Trippitaka. What an absolute souk! He's not funny. He's lovely. So handsome. Just like me. I feel so guilty when I think I didn't want him. Right? Oh, yeah. can, can I name my baby after my boss? Oh, pff, give me a break. Seriously. Monkey, however, arrives says, Listen, hey, I I, I went to the Fountain of Men, but this guy, Chun Ying, like, drove me off before he could get the water, to which Yuli goes, Wow, here's a comb, because that'll be a reminder to him of me. It's not adequately explained why this 40-year-old comb is just easy in a top pocket just to say, eh, there you go. But let's give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm thinking, realistically, he takes that back to me goes, what's this piece of crap, right? All half the teeth missing and all that kind of stuff. Or it could be fitting with the narrative of the episode and it's, oh yeah, that's my old girlfriend's comb. Right, here's the water, off you go save your pregnant friends so anyway that's what happens Monkey does go back Chung Li, amazingly does recognise it in the whole sort of confusion the demon arrives as well Julie but the spells are broken as Chung Ying kills the demon So, what was the episode about? This is happening in the country of the women folk. So, I suppose one of the themes of this episode is feminism, right? Maybe feminism as depicted in the 1980s as opposed to the 21st century. We see this in several things. Uh firstly the doctor. Of course it's only female doctors in this village, right? There's no men. So, you know, obviously there's probably like a it's quite literally an all women shortlist for for being a doctor in this village. So it's sort of like a feminist utopia this village. And presumably if they have male children they just drown them at birth. What's not explained is yes, so it's only women that live in this village but like Who's digging the roads? Who's making sure that, the you know, the lights are working? You no know, many ask those questions, right? Yeah, but, like, all the manual work. How's that getting done? Oh, yes, it's quite funny. Look, I'm laughing. Seriously, though. Another minor theme I thought this week is that of maternity pay. Now, for Pigsy and Sandy, you would probably say it's going to be ruling them out of continuing to India, right? I mean, you know, if you can be doing the job for quite a while and you're getting on quite well, but just as you're sort of halfway to India, it's like, uh, actually, uh, I'm pregnant. Um, Do you mind if I take maternity leave? Oh, yeah, okay. I suppose legally that's fine, but how are we going to... Or are we just going to stop the pilgrimage or are we going to... Do we get a temp in and then you can come back in like nine months and we'll, we'll see you then? And how are we going to claim that money back from the, the Jade Emperor, right? Is it? Is he going to cover the cost of the temp? Original transmissions. In the UK, this was the 19th of December, 1980. In Japan, the 11th of March, 1979. And in Australia, 10th of June, 1981. It's a celebration. Both are returned to their former youth and Monkey takes Chunying back to the village. Monkey then is able to give some of the water to Sandy, but not too much because too much will give him a lot of energy. And that's not really Sandy, he's a philosopher. Pigsy, the usual pig-headed swine that he is, is actually no what in this water because he's kind of actually taken with the idea of having the baby instead of going to India. You've got to! you really got to drink it, Pigsy! Phantom child is inconceivable. No, I will Oh please I want this little blessing. So he would be a prime example of someone that is kinda of abusing maternity leave. Right? Going, actually I quite fancy some time off. Right, so this is a good opportunity. Probably not realising how much work is gonna be right enough, but you know, that's that's sometimes the way. The others are not having it, right? They're saying, "No, nope, sorry, it's no your decision. Again, tough love. Monkey actually takes a, a, sw- a swig of water and does the old mouth-to-mouth just to get it done. Pigsy's throat. And sure enough, it works. But it's clear that Pigsy maybe had a wee bit too much of this water because he's all of a sudden full of energy. And he's like, come on, India. time me go. Come on. And they continue their journey. A fascinating episode. Just for a while, we thought, well, maybe we're going to lose two staff at the same time to to having kids, like, you know. So the disappointing thing would be for people that were could come in and do temp jobs that there was two vacancies that that could have been but weren't. So anyway, but at least the young couple who were aged went back to youth. The spell's lifted from you now. You're young again as you were before. And lovely. Not quite clear if this village of only women has, has been... It's now got one guy in it. Like, do you think there might be a wee bit of a chance that he might be in demand? That his girlfriend might actually find it a bit hard to hold on to? Interesting, eh? Anyway... Join us next week for episode 24, The Fires of Jealousy. we're listening to the Monkey Magic podcast, an affectionate look back at the iconic Japanese TV series Monkey. Monkey is available on Blu-ray and DVD from Fabulous Films and will be coming to a streaming service to you soon. Meantime, please like, share and if you have any comments we'd love to hear from you at Monkey Magic Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we heard again this week from Craig, who made a comment on last week's Village of the Undead episode. Craig writes, I remember vividly those timeshare touts in Spain and how annoying they were, so I can totally understand your complaining about it. However, the other thing that I found annoying there was people handing out tickets so that you could go to their bar. What was that all about? Yeah, well, good good point Craig. It's not really related to monkey, but I think the idea behind that was they were on a little commission to get you to go to that bar and if they it would have been a very very small amount of money, so they probably had to you know, give loads of tickets to the the guy that's owning the bar for them to make sufficient money that they can last another week in the sunshine. So they were very much the definition of the hard sell, whereas the touts, they're on the face of it, not the hard sell, because they're all so nice and pleasant until they want to really get you into that drunken state, please sign on the dotted line. Then it's the hard sell. So it's a different strategy for a different target audience. But no, you're absolutely right. It was annoying. My name's JP. Thanks for listening.